B'Shem Hashem Na'aseh V'Nasliach. We are now... No, beautiful. No, no, no. We're on the Chavav Amur Bet. Thank you. No problem. Four lines in the bottom. Four lines in the bottom at the two dots. Says the Gemara. Chavav Amur Bet. Fourth Perek. In the Mishnah we said, there's a machloket between Tanakama and Rabbi Yudah as to when is the proper time to say Kriyat Shema. Rabbi Yudah says it's still the fourth hour of the day, and the Hamim say that it's still Hatzot. Says the Gemara, Ibayalahu. We have a what if question. Ad ve'ad v'klal, or dilma ad ve'lo ad v'klal. When you say until the fourth hour, that word until might have two connotations. It could mean until the fourth hour, not including the fourth hour, which means that our, if in our day at six o'clock in the morning would be sunrise. So at seven, we finish the first hour. At eight, we finish the second hour. At nine, we finish the third hour, and we're entering the fourth hour. Nine o'clock would be the limit if you say ad v'lo ad v'chlal, which means until means until not including. Alternatively, sometimes the Torah uses the language of until including. If so, you'd have the 6, 7, 8, and the ninth, 9 till 10. So the question is, when he said 4, mm-hmm. if sunrise was at 6, does he mean till 9 or does he mean till 10? Ad Velo ad would mean until nine. Ad ve'ad including, would mean including the fourth hour, means till ten. So we want to know this Tana of Amishnah, when he says ad, the word ad, does he mean including or not including? Now, it's going to have many different ramifications. <coughs> the ramifications isn't only going to be by Shachrit. The same thing will apply later. So we're going to try to use one cloth to cover the whole Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Do we say and then it's still 10 o'clock? And it's still only 9 o'clock. Tashma, I'll prove it to you from the rest of the Mishnah. When it comes to Arbit, I'm sorry, when it comes to Mincha, he says, until Plaga Mincha. He says, until Plaga if you say ad velo ad that's why there's a difference between who Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis. But if you say ad, until means including, then which means if you say ten o'clock, then Rabbi Yehuda hainu chachamim, and what Rabbi Yehuda is saying is the same as hainu. Hold on, hainu rabbanan. That's the same as the rabbanan. What does that mean? Let me explain to you on the board. For this, it's very important to look at this. If you look over here, I gave you the back half of yesterday's chart. So the second half, at six is the... Sorry, this this is wrong. Ah! Okay. I did it wrong. Six, not six o'clock, which is 12 o'clock p.m. Okay? And this is 12th hour day, which is six o'clock p.m. Okay? So it fits that point. Now, at the sixth hour of the day, the sun is at its zenith. It's at its peak. Okay? At the twelfth hour of the day, the sun is already setting. Okay? Now, we said before 
that this is plag hamincha. Okay, is the first plag, is the second plag hamincha. This is mincha gidola from six. Should be from six thirty. Not of course not. Should be from here. This is mincha mincha gidola, and this is mincha kitana. Okay, now half of mincha kitana is the second half we said. That's what we're talking about. So Rida says you could pray mincha until plaga mincha. Now, until plaga mincha can mean two things. If until the word until means until not including, it means till here. If it means until including, then it means until the blue line. Right now, if it means till, uh, until means including, then in the shachrit it would mean till ten o'clock. If it means not including, then by shachrit it would mean till nine o'clock. Correct? Is that are we clear with that? Good. So the question we're asking here is: Wait a second. If you're saying it means including, then by mincha it means till here. The chachamim say until evening, which means until twelve o'clock, twelfth hour. So therefore, if so, there's no machloket. Why would Rabbi Yudah say until plaga mincha, which means including, which means till, till sunset? And the Chachamim say, until sunset, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Must be that the word Ad means not including. And if so, when you go back to the morning, it means you can only pray until 9 o'clock and not till 10 o'clock. Is that clear? Good. Okay, so Ad Chatzot, Chatzot is a set time. We know exactly what that means. But when it says Ad Armashot, there's two ways to understand it. It could be till the fourth hour. Or could oh, be yeah. until the fourth hour passes. Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Okay? The bottom of the art <coughs> will deal with that. Okay. Says the Gemara. So that. You want to say that ad means not including? That also is not going to fit. Even saying that it's ad velo ad is not going to work. Why not? It says. Vishel musafin kol hayom. Musaf is all day. ad sheva shot. So one rabbi says Musaf could be all day. And Rida had said in the Mishnah, it's till the seventh hour of the day. Vitanya, we learned in a brighter, Hayulifanav Tefilot. Let's say a guy has a choice. He didn't pray Shekh. He didn't pray Minha. And he also didn't pray Musaf. Okay? What should you do first? Should you do Minha first? Or should you do Musaf first? Okay? First pray Mincha and then pray Musaf. Why? Because Mincha happens every day. And Musaf doesn't happen every day. And therefore, Tadir, Vishenu Tadir, Tadir Kodim. Therefore, that's what Tanakama says. Rabbi Yudah says, Rabbi Yudah happens to say, No, Musaf, Akkach Shemincha. He says, First pray Musaf and then pray Mincha. Why? Shizu Overet, Vizu En Overet. Mincha, you can pray till until plaga mincha, and uh, Musaf Rabbi Huda holds that you can only pray till the seventh hour. So since one is about to pass soon, and the other one is not until you don't the, the ending time is not till plaga mincha. Therefore, Rabbi Huda says first do Musaf because it's going to pass, and then you'll do mincha. That's what the Brayta says. So we know what Rabbi Yehuda holds. Rabbi Yehuda holds Musaf first. We're asking a question. Wait a second. If you say 
whenever it says ad in the Mishnah, it means not including. So when Yehuda says until the seventh hour, come over here and take a look. When he says until the seventh hour, right, there's two ways to look at it. Until the seventh could mean, look, from six to seven, I'm going to put this in red. From six to seven is the seventh hour, okay? Not including means the sixth hour. <coughs> including means till, till the number seven on our chart, right? Now, if we're saying, if, like we said before, oh, it must mean not including, like we said for Shekhar, it must mean not including, because over here it has to be not including, then that means over here, Rabbi Yudha is saying Musaf is until the sixth hour day, which is midday when the sun's in the middle. Now, if so, how could you ever have a case where Mincha and Musaf could be said at the same time? Mincha cannot be said until six and a half hours. And if Rabbi who said, well, when the two come together, make sure you do Musaf first, because it passed. Wait a second, Rabbi If you mean Ad Velo Ad Bichlal, Musaf never comes together with Mincha. Because Musaf ends at six, and Mincha doesn't start till six and a half hours in the day, which is 12 or 12.30. So you never, they never mix. And the brighter says, the Rida says, you do Musaf first. That means Rida agrees that there could be a time when they're both at the same time. So it must mean Ad Ve'ad Bichlal. So we have a big contradiction. When it comes to this, it doesn't make sense if it means ad ve'ad bichlal. And you make this in in Musaf case, it doesn't make sense if it means ad ve'ad if it means ad ve'ad bichlal. Either way, it's not going to work. Awesome. Let's go. Says the Gemara. V'tanya, we learned. You have two tefilot, Now the Gemara is going to analyze. If we say it makes sense if you say it means including. That's how you could find two tefilot at the same time. But if you say it means not including. How can you find two to be Lord at the same time? Kevin the Ita Shel Mincha, once the time of Mincha came at, comes at 12.30 or the six and a half hour of the day, Azla Shel Musafin. Musaf is already gone because Musaf is at the beginning of the seventh hour, which is the six, six hour day, 12 o'clock. Elamai Ad Veload Bechlal? And what are you going to say? Okay, it means Ad. So, Elamai Ad Veload Bechlal? It means Ad Veload Bechlal? Kashiresha. Then we have the problem with the Resha. My Ika ben Rudal the Banan. Oh, how do you know I forgot it? Yeah, I know. It's Gamma's fault. Thank you so much. Sorry, Abus, thank you so much. Hashem should bless you. <laughs> right? Okay. I told you I forgot it. Yeah, beautiful. Right? Where am I? Ah, so answer the command now. Mi savat the high plag mincha plag acharona kamar? No, plag rishona kamar. It means the first plag, which means like this. Really, the answer is it always means ad ve'ad bichlal, including. And therefore, over here, when we said until the seventh hour, it means till here. 
And that's how you could find that they're both at the same time. Because it means still here. Now, what are you going to do over here? Wait, if it means still here, that means that there's no... That means that the rabbis and the Rebuda are saying the same thing? No, that's not a problem. You know why? Because we, when we said the half of Mincha, we weren't referring to the second half. We're referring to the first half of Mincha. And therefore, what it means is as follows. In the Plaga Mincha, at the end, after Plaga Mincha, which comes out to this red mark. You understand? Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. You see, on the, on the thing where I have three marks, I have a, a green mark, a red mark, and a blue mark. So if we always, till now, we're thinking that Plag Mancha means the second Plag, the second, the second half. half. That's what we thought all along. What? Why do we think that? Yeah. We thought that because there was a Brighton that said it meant that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to deal with that Brighton in a second. But we thought it meant the second half. And therefore, there was two choices. It was either 12th, 12th hour of the day or 10.45 hour of the day. Mm-hmm. That's what we thought. Okay. Now we're saying, no, really, Plag Mancha means the first Plag, the first half. And the two choices are either Ad would be nine and a half hours, and is back to 10.45. So we're doing which is back to 10.45, and here it means seven, and everything's cool. <coughs> is everyone with me? Yeah. And then now there's an argument still. With the right half. Huh? I'm thinking, with there's still an argument, with because we do it the first half. If it would be ad ve ad yeah, ad it's going to be good because there's, yeah. there's still an argument over here and everything's going to go beautiful. Yes, exactly. So let's read that inside. Now, what do we do with that brighter that said it was the, it said it was the second half? We're going to scoot. We're going to scooch that brighter a little bit. We're going to we're going to do a little fancy footwork for the brighter. What are we going to do? Says the Gemara. Me savet, you think When when the brighter says that it means the second half, it means like this. When does a plaga rishuna stop? The ayil plaga harna, and the and the second one comes. When eleven hours minus a quarter past, that's the cutoff time. So the brighter that says that says that the time is. 11 minus a quarter is just telling you when the first one leaves and the second plug comes. But really, we're not telling you that we're talking about this last plug. Now, if you read the Brighta before, and it doesn't fit so smooth into the Brighta, but the Gemara really doesn't have much choice at this point. Okay. Amar of Nachman by Yitzhak. Rav Nachman Yitzhak says, Af Anan Nami Tanina. We also have a Brighta that supports this statement that I just told you. That it means including the fourth hour. This is a, a Mishnah in Masechet Ediot. It says, Rabbi Yudah ben Baba testified about five different things. Number one, that we make the Ketana do Mi'un. Okay? Mi'un Ketana means that if you have a girl well, we're gonna, I think we're going to talk about it in a second. If you have a girl who gets um, married, when she's a, when if she gets married by her father, then her father can marry off and she's married for life. Even if she's a six-year-old girl, if her father marries her off, she's married for life. Uh, if a girl has no father... Meaning the, she can get divorced? She, no, she could get divorced, but she's married for good, no, meaning unless she gets divorced, she's married. But when a girl is, when a girl is under twelve, and 
uh, has no father, halacha is that her mother or her older brother can marry her off, but that marriage off is not a deoraita marriage, only the rabbanan. And if the girl, when she turns 12, decides she doesn't want to be married to this guy anymore, she has the right to do something called mi'un. Mi'un means refusal in Hebrew. And it means that if she just says, I don't want to be married, she's automatically unmarried without a get. If she sticks with the guy, and she says, no, I want to stay with him, then she's fully married, and she needs a get. Even if... Even after relations okay. before they were married, before she was 12, she still, she still can walk out with no get. Correct. That's only if, that's called mi'un, and that's only if she's married off by a mother or an older brother. But if she's married off by a father, that's a full marriage. Pasuk says that's a doraita marriage, and that doraita marriage does not go away with just mi'un. Why, why the father, I mean... The, 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 the Torah puts... The girl in the in the in the purview of the father because he has her best interests, and therefore, and sometimes in the olden days, it was best for a girl to get married uh, at an early age, and it was better for her. So, right, right opportunity came up; they would do such a thing. And the father was the one who would do do what's right for the girl. Now, the rabbi saw that sometimes if there's no father, <coughs> the mother needs the ability to do that. So they gave her the ability to do it with this little escape catch that that if they don't the like decides, it. The girl, the girl could get out of it, which she doesn't have. The Torah didn't give that estate patch. Okay? It's a, it's a difference in halakha. Could Kohen still marry her off? Can Kohen still marry her? Yes. Kohen can anyway marry a girl. She's not a divorcee. Correct. If she, if she was a if she father married her off, then she'll need a divorce and a Kohen will not be able to marry her unless the husband dies. Okay? Um, now, what we're telling you here is, let's say you have a case where... Hold on, let me just get this clear. What we're saying here is that there are some cases, Rashi will say the exact case, but there are some cases where we, the rabbis will tell the girl who got married by her mother, we want you to say, I don't want to marry this guy. Understand? There are certain cases where we will tell the girl, usually the girl makes her decision. When she's 12 years old, she decides, I want the guy, I don't want the guy. But there are some cases, we're telling you here, that the rabbis will say, because of a particular case, because there'll be a problem of yibum, the rabbis will say, teach the girl, you say, I don't want to be married to this guy, in order to facilitate something else. Rashi will give you the exact case. We're not going to get into this now. So this is one of the things. There's going to be five things that the rabbi is going to testify. Number one is that there are cases, shimanim etaktana. I recommend that you look at Rashi if you want to see that case. Number two, that a girl could get remarried with the testimony of only one witness. Which means that, let's say a girl was married and her husband did not give her a divorce. And then a one witness comes and he says, I saw the husband and he died. Now, normally, if, the, if there's no witnesses, the girl's an aguna, she can't get remarried unless we, the husband shows up and gives a get. But if one witness comes and says that I saw the husband dead, Normally you need two witnesses, but for this, we'll trust only one witness. This is one of the second things that he testified for. And on a chicken that it got stoned in Jerusalem, the halakha is that any animal that kills a human needs to get killed. Okay, um, 
And here there was a case once in Jerusalem where there was a chicken that actually killed a human. Now, chickens are usually not capable of killing humans, but this particular chicken killed a newborn baby somehow by pecking at it or something. And that he, he's testifying that even a chicken got stoned for killing a human being. And on wine that was only 40 days old, and yet it, they once used it for a korban. Normally, certain korban don't need wine. These, that wine that is so young as only 40 days could sometimes be fit to be poured on this beach. And on tamid shel shahar, this is what we need. And the t- Korban Tamid, Shekarav Be'arba Sha'ot. That it was offered at the fourth hour of the day. Be'arba Sha'ot. At the fourth hour. Shmamina Ad Ve'ad Bechlal. We see from here that it means Ad Ve'ad Bechlal. Because they actually offered the Korban in the fourth hour. So that's how we see that what we said before when it says Ad Ve'ad Bechlal is right. Amr of Kahana, of Kahana says, Halacha Kreb Yehuda. The Halacha is like Kreb Yehuda. Ho'il v'tnan b'bechiruta kavateh. Since the Mishnah in Eduyot, which is called Bechirut, it's the best type of Mishnayot. Since the Mishnah over there, welcome Carl. Since the Mishnah over there uh, mentions that Halacha is like Kreb Yehuda, and it mentions that they did, they did a korban tamid at the fourth hour of the day, that means the Halacha follows Kreb Yehuda, that we say that, the, that Shachrit, could only be prayed until the fourth hour of the day and not until Chatzot. And that's why we only pray now until the fourth hour. That's the Zman Tefillah, fourth hour of the day. That's only Shafrit, though. Correct. You want to know if we hold like him by other things? Yeah. Gemara is going to ask that question in a few minutes. Beautiful. Uh, by the way, just want to mention in the middle of the class that um, today's. Uh, Today's class is Rifu'ah Shalema for Rifka Batlea. Let's continue. Right now, we are holding at the first wide line on Daf Chavzayin Amoraf. Says the Gemara, Mantana lahadetnan v'ham hashemesh v'namas ba'alba sha'ot. Who is the author of the following writer? That says the following thing. It says, Vecham Hashemesh Vinamas. When talking about the man, it says that the man fell every morning, and then when the sun got hot, it would melt. The man would melt in the desert. Okay? And the Brighter says that the melting happened in the fourth hour of the day. Now the Gemara, they'll question, was it really at the fourth hour? Or maybe it was the sixth hour of the day, which is the, the midday. When the Pasuk says that Abraham was sitting in front of his tent in the heat of the day, after his Brit Amur. So we already said that, that six hours means the heat of the day. So then when it says how would I explain that? Mani, who would say this? Which rabbi would say that the fourth hour of the day is not called the morning anymore? Because we're telling you here that 
Avraham, we're telling you that according to this writer, we're claiming that the fourth hour is not the morning anymore. How could you, who would say that? Lord of Yehuda, Lord of if it would be Yehuda, till the fourth hour of the day, it's also considered morning. And if it's Rabbanan, the rabbis hold that you can pray Shekhi until Chatzot. So who is the rabbi who would say that in the fourth hour of the day, it was already not considered morning and, the, 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 and it would melt? Okay. Mara says it could be either rabbi. It could be either rabbi. I can tell you it's the rabbis who say till Chatzot. They'll say, that the pasuk says baboker baboker, bo- double morning as we as we go to the man, and it will tell you chilku shleshne berkanim. That means that, that that yes, normally the morning is until the sixth hour of the day, and the rabbis split it into two sections baboker baboker. So the, yes, you're right, the, the boker is really till twelve o'clock, but over here we're talking about the first boker part. And therefore, they could also have been the author of this Mishnah that the man melted at the fourth hour. The Ebite Emer, Rabbi Yehuda. If I want, I can answer it to the Yehuda. Hi, Boker Yichtira, Lakdim Lo Sha'ai Echat. The Yehuda could say that really, it's it's uh, the fourth hour is when it melts. And why did it say Baboker Baboker to tell you that even though normally the Boker is till including the fourth hour. Here we're telling you that to move it up by one hour by adding an extra boker. Okay, that's the side point. Now as the Gemara says, the kula Everyone agrees that the this that the sun could melt it at the fourth hour. My mashma, where do you see that it could be the fourth hour of the day? The pasuk says, and the sun got hot and it would melt. What hour of the day is it that if you're in the sun during that time, you're hot? And that's it, but if you're still in the cool, in the shade, it's still cool. During the, during the heat of the day, you're hot no matter where you are. And what time of the day is it that you're hot in the sun, but you're you're cool in the shade? And therefore, it's, when it says it's implying the fourth hour of the day, which is the time when a person is normally cool in the shade and hot in the sun. Okay. We said in the Mishnah, Tivilat mincha ad Mincha could be prayed until the evening, according to, to Rabbanan. And according to Buddha, you can be prayed till when, Isaac? Plaga Mincha. Says the Gemara, This is the question we asked before. When it came to Shachrit, we said Halacha is like Rabbi that's only till the fourth hour. Because we had a Mishnah in Idiot, which mentioned like that. Hacha, but here regarding Mincha, my, what's the law? Do we go like the Buda and you have to stop praying at the 10, 1045 point of the day? 1045 means the 10th hour and 45 minutes of the day. Or do we go like the Rabbanan and you can pray Minha until sunset? Which one do you go like? By Shachrit, we know who you go like. What about by Mincha? What happens? Says the Gemara. 
Ishtik v'lo amale v'lo midi. Rabbi Yitzchak was quiet. He did not answer Rav Chista at all. Again, he agreed seemingly that Shachrit we go like him, but he would not answer what the halacha is. Now the Gemara says, Amr Rav Chasta, Let's see. Me Rebbe Matzi Shel Shabbat Be'erev Shabbat Be'od Yom Shema Minay Halacha Rebbe Yehuda There's a story about Rebbe Yehuda Nasi. One time it was still Friday afternoon, still Friday and he prayed a Shabbat prayer on Friday. Now the way it works is once the time of Mincha finishes, it's already the time of Arbit. So, if we say the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, that you could pray till Plaga Mincha, it makes sense that Rabbi could pray Arbit right after, right, right after Plaga Mincha starts, and he'll be, he'll be Friday afternoon and praying a Shabbat prayer. But if you don't hold like Rabbi Yehuda, and you hold that the time really is until sunset, then how could Rabbi have ever prayed a, a, a Shabbat prayer on Erev Shabbat, so we see that Halacha should follow Rabbi Yehuda. So, since Rabbi Yitzchak didn't answer, Rabbi Chista came up with his own reason. If I know a fact that Rabbi prayed uh, Arbit prayer on Friday, it must be that Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. Good. Adraba, the Gemara says the opposite. The fact that Rabbi Huna and the Rabbanan would wait wait until nighttime to pray. That means Al is not like Rabbi Yudah. So we have two contradicting stories. So what do we do? Since we don't know if the Halcha is not like Rabbi Yudah or the Rabbanan, therefore, David Kemar Avad, David Kemar Avad. If you follow this rabbi, you're okay. And you follow the other rabbi, you're also okay. Whichever rabbi you choose to follow, it's fine. If you want to follow Rabbi Yudah, it's fine. If you want to follow the Rabbanan, it's fine. And this is why, nowadays, when a person wants to, we Syrians who go to shul early, when it's still light outside in the summer, and we pray in the summertime, we'll pray mincha and abit when it's still light. How do we do that? Is it mincha time or abit time? Make up your mind. Answer, very simple. When we're praying mincha, we're saying halacha is like Rabbanan. And we're saying, since halacha, we can pray mincha till sunset. Beautiful. And when we pray Arbit, we're saying, Halacha is like Rabbi Yudah, that it's already Arbit time, because they have to plug a mancha. Right? And that's, and just repeat Shema later, because for Shema, you have to wait later, but we get, we get Arbit. Why do we do this? Because otherwise it's hard. Now, there are some people who like to be careful, they always like to pray mancha right before plug a mancha. Why? Because they say, if I do it like that, I'm not really <coughs> contradicting myself, because I'm, Doing straight like Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah says, time is till Plaga Mancha. I prayed before Plaga Mancha. And Arbid, I prayed when Rabbi Yudah says Arbid. I followed Rabbi Yudah all the way. Okay? That's what some people say. Okay. Either way, that's, what, that's where the custom goes. Because the Gemara ends off saying, if you do like him, you're good. You do like him, you're good. We, Svaradim, will do like both people the same day. Ashwadim will never do it on the same day. They'll, they, they usually like to, to, to pray right before and after sunset. Or they'll do... Uh, some days this and some days that, but not on the exact same day. So I think we'll do it even on the same day. Says the Gemara. Amale Rav. No, where am I? Rav Ikla. 
sorry. Rav Ikla Lebeg Gneva. This is the same rabbi we had before, Geneva. And Rav once, once showed up in his house and he prayed, Shel Shabbat Pe'erev Shabbat. Okay? The same thing. And Rav Yimbar Abba was praying behind him. Rav finishes praying and he did not want to ruin the praying of Rav Yimbar by backing up three steps. Okay. From this story, we can learn three different rules about life. Number one, from the fact that Rab prayed a mincha prayer, I'm sorry, an albit prayer on Erev Shabbat, that's, you see that you're allowed to do that. Secondly, we learned that a Talmud is allowed to pray right behind his rabbi. Because Rav Yirmiya Bar was praying right behind Rav. Okay. And we also learn that you're not allowed to pass in front of someone who's praying. Because Rav didn't want to back up. We learned that it's a surah to do it. So three things we learned. This is a proof to Bishul ben Levi. You're not allowed to pass in front of someone who's praying. Is that so? Chalfi, Rab Ami and Rab Asi used to pass in front of people who are praying. So they, how could you say that they do that? Says no. Rab Ami and Rab Asi chutz the They would pass by, but only outside of the form of the person. When you're outside the form of it's okay. That's why it's not a problem. Now, how did Rav Yirmiya pray behind his rabbi? We said before we learned you're allowed to pray behind your rabbi from the story. How did Rabbi Yirmiya pray behind his rabbi? Aib. Didn't Rabbi Huda say in the name of Rav? A person should never ever pray. Flip the page. We're now in Chavzayin Amabet. Not next to his rabbi. And not behind his rabbi. Vitanya, and we learned in the brighter. A guy who prays behind his rabbi. Or a guy who comes and say hi to his rabbi, or if you return hi to your rabbi, or if you disagree with the Torah rulings of your rabbi, or you say something that you didn't hear from your rabbi, you cause the Shekhinah to separate from Kal Yisrael. So therefore, how could Rabbi Yirmiyah pray behind his rabbi if we see this right, this, thing, this statement saying you're not supposed to do it? Now, by the way, there are some who leave out the words returning shalom to your rabbi. seems like uh, Tosfot says, this, when it says to, ret- what, it's, what, I understand you're not supposed to greet your rabbi. Hey, rabbi, how's it going? But if the rabbi says hi to you, you're not supposed to respond to him? Tosfot explains, no, what it means is you can't respond to him like a regular person. You can't say, if a rabbi says, Hi, how are you? You can't just say hi. You have to say hi, Rabbi, and that's that's what it means. That's that also explains you don't return the greeting to your rabbi. It means you don't return a, a regular greeting. Return it nicely. Return it, hi, Rabbi. You don't say what's up. Right. When the rabbi tells you what's up, you don't say what's up. You say what's up, Rabbi. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. <laughs> At least that's how it works in my school, anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's respectful. You have to. Uh, yeah, that's what that's the saying. So, it, but anyway, we're back to our question. How can he pray behind this rabbi? The, this thing is saying that you're not supposed to. Says the Gemara. 
No, Shani Uriyeh Rebbe the Tamid Haver Hava. Uriyeh Rebbe is different because he wasn't a uh, uh, he wasn't a pure student. When you're a pure student, you're right. You can't respond. You can't pray by your rabbi, and all these things apply. He was a student slash friend, and when you're a student slash friend, all these rules don't apply. Okay, that's what Yirmiyahu was was, was Rav's student friend, so it's okay. Even more than four more. No, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about praying by. We were just we're talking about praying by the rabbi. We're not talking about walking four more. Okay. Rav, Rav didn't. If someone prays. More than four behind his rabbi, it's not. Oh, is it not nice? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We didn't talk about that here, but definitely it was within four because Rav didn't back up. And Rav yeah. would back up if it was more than four amot. So you can't prove anything about more than four amot from the story. I'm assuming this was within four amot. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't pray within four amot of your rabbi. Okay? So says the Gemara, how do we know? How do we know that he was a student friend? That's why asked Rav when he finished praying. Think of what was going on. He was praying. He says, Did you say Havdalah? When he finished praying, one time he told him, Did you say Havdalah in your, in, in your Amidah? You said Atachonatanu? Now, why would he say atachonatanu? Normally, the right way to say is mi bedat mor. Did the master say atachonatanu? The fact that he said mi bedat, did you say, and you said the word you, is a proof that he was tamid haver, <coughs> that he was a, a, a student rabbi, a, a rabbi friend, and that's why he was allowed to do it. Okay. Estigmara umi bedil. Would you say atachonatanu in your prayer? I'm sorry, does mean sorry, let me back that up. does not mean did you say means did you stop from doing melacha? This was not a guy praying on Shabbat for Moshe Shabbat. This was a this was a rabbi who was praying a Friday afternoon prayer. So he says mibedalt means did you Stop doing melacha. When you prayed this Arbit prayer, which is a Shabbat prayer, did you accept not to do any more melacha when you prayed that prayer? Or are you still lighting, uh, turning, getting in cause? Right? No cause in those days, but yeah. So, asking about umi bedil, do you really have to separate? Do you really have to uh, separate? No, no, I'm sorry, I, I, I skipped on here. Let's go back. This is why Rav told Rav, Mi bedalt, did you separate? Amale. In, he said, yes, I did separate, meaning I did stop doing labor. He didn't say, Mi bedil mor, did the rabbi separate? Good, now it's fixed good. Now we explain the story that he asked you, did you stop doing labor? And he answered, yes. The fact that he didn't say, did the rabbi stop doing labor? That was the proof. Okay, ask the Gemara, Umi Bedil, do you have to separate when you pray at beat early? Didn't Rabbi Abin say, One time Rabbi prayed a Shabbat prayer on Erev Shabbat. And he walked into the bathhouse. And he left the bathhouse. And then he learned his, 
He learned his Gemara, and it still didn't get dark yet. He had time to do all these things after he prayed Arbit, and it still wasn't dark yet. Amar Rava answers, When he went into the bathhouse that time, he went into the bathhouse only to sweat, and there wasn't a Gezira not to go to the bathhouse yet. That's why he was able to go to the bathhouse. Really, of course, when you pray Arbit, you have to stop doing any Malacha. And the reason why he went into the bathhouse is because they didn't make the gizera yet. It wasn't asur to go in the bathhouse. Bathhouse is not asur de oraita. It's only because we're afraid that maybe we'll do something wrong. This was before the gizera happened. Okay? That's what that's what we're saying now. You can't do melacha afterwards. And the fact that he went to, even once you prayed about early, and he's saying the fact that you saw the rabbi go into the bathhouse, it was before the rabbis made the rule. So it was okay. Any? Is that true? Didn't this rabbi, Abaya, when they allow Ravdimi Bar Levi, he allowed him to sulfur the baskets on Shabbat after Shabbat started. After he prayed on beat, he allowed him to go sulfur the baskets. Um, they used to like color. They used to color baskets with with sulfur, and he allowed them to color the baskets on Shabbat, when on Friday afternoon after he prayed our beat. Mercy says no. That case was not a case where he accepted Shabbat early. That was a case where they prayed our beat on Friday because they thought it was dark. The clouds had come, and they thought it was dark. And that's why they prayed. And that's why he let them do Melacha. Because they didn't really want to accept Shabbat early. They want they accepted Shabbat only because they thought that it's already nighttime. In that case, when the skies clears up and you see that it's day, that's when you're allowed to do Melacha. But in a regular case, where you prayed on Erev Shabbat because you're accepting Shabbat, then you're right. Then you're not allowed to do labor afterwards. Is it true that when you do it in error, you're allowed to back out? Like what, you accepted the Shabbat regardless of what um, what time you, it was. You, when in a regular case you accept the Shabbat even though it's even though it's still daytime, but in this case the reason why the rabbi let him do malacha is because he prayed arbit only because, by mistake because he thought that it was night. And in that case, the rabbi lets you do labor afterwards. But in a normal case, we're saying the rabbi would not let you. But you prayed Arbit Shabbat. Arbit Shabbat, you correct. You accepted Shabbat. You didn't say, you, normally you do accept. In this case, he didn't because he did it by accident. Okay? We still do that now? That's what we're saying now. Huh? No, we still follow that now? That what? That law, the halakha? That you, that you could accept Shabbat early? Yeah, and then, the, oh, it's cloudy, you know? No, well, it doesn't, usually now we have watches. We don't do that much. Okay? <laughs> One time, the sky was full of clouds. The people thought that it got dark. They went to the shul. They prayed a Motzei Shabbat prayer. This is a, a Saturday afternoon. They saw that it got dark. So they went in to pray Arbit. Right? B'Shabbat. And then the, the, the clouds separated. And the sun was out. These guys prayed out of beat already. 
and they're walking out. Look, the sun's still out again. Look at this. They went to ask Rebbe what to do. And he said, Once they prayed, they prayed already. They don't have to pray again. So you see that if you pray Arbit, even by mistake, it still counts. If so, so that means that if you pray Arbit early on Friday, even though you didn't want mean to, it also still counts. And it should start Shabbat. So how come it doesn't start the Shabbat? Why did Abaya let them do color the baskets? He shouldn't let them. Says you know, Shani Tzibur, Dlo When you have a Tzibur, it's Torah Tzibur. It's a hassle for the public, and therefore the hassle for the public, Rebbe didn't make them pray again. Normally, when you pray by error, it doesn't count. And therefore, the rabbi let them do the baskets. And that's why normally you can't do it. So now, why over here did the rabbi didn't make them pray again? When they prayed by accident? When it's a tzibur, when it's Torah tzibur, it's a hassle for, for uh, a minyan, and the rabbi is more lenient, and it doesn't make you pray again. But really, it doesn't work. Okay. Now, I'm sorry? He said he prayed our beat again. In which case? The first key. Maybe he just didn't pray our beat again, but then accepted it. Well, the Gemara is presuming that Tuuta, Hadra, when, when, when we tell you that if you made a mistake, it, does, it goes back, it means that when you make a mistake, the, you, didn't really, you didn't realize it, your, your prayer is not counting. When you accept Shabbat early, deliberately, your prayer is going to count. When, and, and then you start Shabbat. But when you didn't deliberately do it, your prayer doesn't count, and you didn't start Shabbat. And that's why the rabbi let him uh, solve for the baskets. That's what we thought. Okay. Amar Abchia Barabin. Abchia Barabin says, Rav Rav prayed Arbit on Shabbat Be'erav Shabbat. Rabbi Yoshi prayed Arbit of Motzei Shabbat Shabbat. Now let's analyze it. Rav Tzalisha Shabbat Be'erav Shabbat Amar Kedusha Lakos or Eno Amar Kedusha Lakos Does he make Kiddush after he finishes praying? Or maybe, you know, Kiddush, you have to wait till real night. That's what I was asking. Tashma, bring your proof. And you can say Kiddush on the course also. So it sounds like you can make Kiddush. Okay? By the way, you should just know, in the olden days, people used to make Adus in Shul, Friday night. Nowadays, no one does. Ashkenazim, some, in some shuls, they still do it. You go to some Ashkenaz shuls, after they finish Aleno, they'll make a whole Kiddush, even though nobody's eating there. We, it's not our custom, but some people used to have that custom. We learned them We learned them psachim. Correct. Thank you. So here they used to do it. Okay. The halacha follows that you're allowed to make kiddush even early. That's how we do it in the summer. We break it. We make kiddush early. Good. Have Yosha matzah shel motzeh shabbat shabbat. Yosha used to pray motzeh shabbat on shabbat. Amir havdalah of course. The Gemara wants to know would, would he say havdalah of course also while it's still shabbat? Could he make havdalah? Or maybe he can't make Abdullah. This is assuming, I'm assuming that there's no, obviously that there's no candle. If there's a candle, you can't do it. But so let's say you make Abdullah without a candle. If a guy has no candle, you don't have to make a candle. You could do Abdullah without a candle. Would you make Abdullah with a cup or not? Tashma, bring your proof. You could pray. And you can't say, Havdalah lakos. Of course, you shouldn't do this lechatchila, 
But if you're stuck and you're in a very, very tight situation, otherwise you won't get out of the you can do it. Amar Rav Zera, Amar Rav Asi, Amar Rav Lazar, Amar Rav Chanina, Amar Rav, all these rabbis are saying, Betzad Amudze, at the side of this pillar, Hitpalel Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yossi, Shil Shabbat, Be'er Shabbat. Yishmael prayed, Arbit prayer on Erev Shabbat. Similar, similar situation. Ki Ula, when Ula came, Ahmad, he said, no, the whole story is different. Number one is, Betzad Tam Rahava, it was at the side of a date tree, not at the side of a pillar. Lo b'tzad amud hava. Number two, v'lo rabbi Yisrael b'rabbi Yosi hava. It wasn't Yisrael b'rabbi Yosi. El rabazal b'rabbi Yosi. It was a rabazal b'rabbi Yosi. V'lo shabbat b'erav shabbat. It wasn't a shabbat on erav shabbat. El motzei shabbat b'shabbat b'er. It was a motzei shabbat b'shabbat b'er. You got the whole story wrong. All three details were all wrong. Not a pillar. It was a date tree. Not Yisrael b'rabbi Yosi. It was a rabazal b'rabbi Yosi. And not shabbat. Not Shabbat on end of Shabbat. It was Motzei Shabbat on Shabbat. Okay. Now we are at the two dots. Two dots in the middle of the middle lines. Tivilata Ayarev and Lakeva. The Mishnah says Tivilat Arbit has no set time. My end Lakeva. What does it mean when the Mishnah said that Tivilat Arbit has no set time? If it means that you could pray the whole night, the right way to say that is Don't say in la keva has no set time. Say kolalayla. Elamai en la keva. What does it mean in la keva? This is going according to the opinion that says that arbit is optional. En la keva means it doesn't have a set fixed thing. You can say it. You could not say it. Okay? Whether it's says, like the one who says you have to. He says the halacha is like the one who says that you, it's a shoot, it's not optional. Okay. Um, I think we're going to stop over here. Uh, we'll do the next is a story, which we'll do tomorrow. Um, we'd like to have a quick review of what we did today. I also want to say that when it comes to Arbi being optional, the halacha is officially that Arbi is optional, but the minhag is brought down in the that nowadays people accepted it as a chobah, and therefore became chobah. Um, let's go back and review what we did today. We're Davchav Zayin. Okay. We started off with a question of whether it means Ad Ve'ad Bechlal or Ad Ve'lo'ad Bechlal. And we had a proof from the ratio of the Mishnah, where it talks about Shachrit, that we want to know when we said the, till the fourth hour, does it mean till nine o'clock at a six o'clock sunrise, or does it mean till ten o'clock at six o'clock sunrise? We proved it from Mincha, because if you say it means including, Ad Plag Mincha means including, we said, oh, if it means including, that means that it's going to go till, including Plag Mincha means till 
sunset. And if it means the sunset, that's what the other rabbi says. Why would they be arguing if they're both saying the same thing? Must be, it means not including. If so, that means shachrit, when we say till the fourth hour, means till 9 o'clock a.m. and not 10 o'clock a.m. Okay? Mara says that can't be. Because from Musaf, we had a brighter where it, it was clear that Rabbi Yehuda, in that brighter, it was clear for him that Musaf and Mincha could sometimes be at the same time. Right? And according to Rabbi Yehuda, he said Mincha is till the seventh hour. If till the seventh hour means until the seventh hour starts, it must mean until six, sixth hour day, midday. And Mincha doesn't start till half hour after midday. So there would never be a time where Mincha and Musaf would come at the same time. Must be means including. So we have Musaf teaching us it must mean including. And we have Mincha teaching us it must be not including. Make up your mind. The Gemara answers, really it means including. But when we're talking, we're talking about Plaga Mincha Rishona. So including means up until Plaga Mincha Acharona, which comes out. We, this is Plaga Mincha Rishona. We're talking about until here. Okay. That's how we explained everything till there. Then we explained the, the five things that Rabbi Uda said. Uh, we explained what the Pasuk V'chama Shemesh V'namas means. It means till the fourth hour of the day. Then we explained... Uh, a story about the rabbi who did not want to uh, back up when his student was behind him. And we learned three things from the story. Number one, that you can't pray behind your rabbi. No. We learned three things. No, the first thing we learned was that... No, I say what's up. Not, you have to... No, that, that was later. That was a different story. In this story, we learned that you... What was the story? Number one, what were the three things? One behind... Oh, he didn't. He can't walk in front of someone who's praying because the rabbi didn't back up three steps before he's praying. And we learned that you could pray on. You could, you could pray behind your rabbi, and we learned that you could pray a, a, a Shabbat prayer on end of Shabbat because that's what the rabbi did. Uh, and then we learned your three things. Then we we had a story where we said that you can't say hi to your rabbi. You can't say you can't do all these things to your rabbi. That was a question we asked on him. Um, and we asked, if so, how could the rabbi say, how could the rabbi uh, pray behind this rabbi? You're not supposed to? We said, no, this rabbi, particular rabbi, was actually Tamir Haver. Okay? He was a, a friend rabbi. Then we, had, we learned about Ta'uta, that if a person, <coughs> normally if you pray, you have to accept Shabbat. And the only time you didn't accept Shabbat is if you prayed by accident. When, when it got cloudy, that means you didn't accept Shabbat, and then you would have to repray. And the only time you don't have to repray when you prayed by accident is when you're at Sibur. If you're a, a, a group, the rabbis don't make you repray. But if you would pray biachid, the rabbis would make you repray if you prayed by accident, thinking it's, it's uh, evening. And then we had a question whether you could say Havdalah on the course after you prayed early, and we said you can. And finally, we had the reversion of the story. One, one version of the story was the rabbi had prayed at an amud, at a pillar. And they said, no, he prayed at a date tree. And he prayed this other prayer. And we read, read the story, we made sure the story was clear. Baruch Amen Amen.